What a great day it is. What a great honor it is to talk to two, I mean two, not just one, but two incredible beings who share the same planet that we all do. I'd like to bring back people I've had on before. And of course, this is also a Joy of Union show as well. So of course, Joy Melchizedek is with us today. It's so nice to have her and our special guest all the way from Marquette, Michigan. <laughs> Rosalind McGrath is going to join us talking about the Third Mary. Hello. Hello. So, first of all, uh, Joy, I'm going to let you jump in on this, but how are you doing, Ross? I haven't talked to you in forever. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to hear your voice. Same here. Joy, I'm guessing you might know Rosalind a little bit. Yes. Yes, it's been about 10 years or so. And, you know, I was reflecting before the phone call started on um, when the last time the three of us were together. And it was actually at the fir- very first time we spoke with the third Mary. Isn't that correct, Rosalind? I, I will take your word for it rather than... <laughs> trust my own memory. <laughs> but I know that we did uh, have that opportunity, and that was awesome, and I am excited for today as well. Yes, me too. Me too. I think we both are. And I want to thank the awesomeness that is Tejas for allowing us the space to come and bring all this together and doing all the work that it takes to make it happen. So thank you, TJ. And I'm excited we're together and very honored that um, the Mother Mary, the third Mary, is going to speak with us. And, of course, honored by your presence, Rosalind, too. I love you. And um, so um, is there anything that... um, you were thinking you wanted to share, Roz, with our listeners. Um, I was going to chat with you beforehand about that, but um, since we're here, is there anything you want to let them know about the Third Mary and the book? Sure. I mean, I, I, I'll i give a little uh, overview for people because, you know, this is a term that probably a lot of people are not familiar with. Um, unless they have connected with me or my book or the podcast we did. Um, so the third Mary is, is a way um, that this being described herself to me, um, who had a life as the mother of Mary Magdalene. And so uh, over a series of messages, 55 messages, uh, back in... 2013, um, she shared with me not only about her life as Mary Magdalene's mother, but also about what what her role has been through the eons and how she can support us now and how we can support ourselves in creating a more heavenly experience of earth and so she has often been uh more you know far more behind the scenes than uh the the better known marys uh, and so the term the third mary and um i guess that yeah i will i will leave it at that for now oh that's lovely and i i want to say that as somebody who's read the book, I I am like a number one fan of the book. And I've actually had a mystical experience while reading it where um, she came to me and gave me a message and was quite lovely and profound. And I just wanted to add that in. And this book, it is... It is deep in the sense of bringing people to soul, too. You know, if you're seeking, I feel that this supports the journey. And I want to thank you for um, bringing it forward, Roz, uh, the book, and um, coming in to 
uh, share um, Mary's messages today, too. So thank you for coming in. And, um, yes, and... and much for your part in um, all your encouragement that helped make that book and my opening to those messages happen and uh, for this opportunity to share some more from the Third Mary today. Uh, it's always an honor, honey, always an honor. So um, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, like, jumping at the bit over here. <laughs> We haven't chatted in a while with the third Mary, and I'd I'd like to call her Mary because, you know, I feel she's more visible, at least in my heart, you know. Um, And I'll check with her and make sure she's okay with that, all right? Um, And TJ, do you have any questions for Roz before she starts? Yes, I do, and thank you. Um, I just wanted to, because, you know, people... This might be the first time listening and not being familiar with what Roz's work with uh, the Mary, the mother of Mary Magdalene, the third Mary, as we've called her. Do you mind giving a little bit of background on how this came to you and um, what inspired you to move forward with this, Roz? Sure. Um, the, uh, the book, I Remember Union, um, by Flo Magdalena, um, who I, I know uh, you have interviewed before, um, that really was a big catalyst here because although Mary Magdalene's mother is only mentioned briefly in that book, um, which is a, a um, shares the story of Jesus and Mary Magdalene as working in partnership to help um, how can I say, evolve, evolve humanity on the planet would be my, I guess, the quickest way I could try to summarize that book, which is a very, very powerful, beautiful book. And even though uh, the mother of Mary Magdalene was only mentioned briefly, for me, it was, I was very aware of who this person was. I felt a connection that I did not want to open to. I felt a lot of, but I felt her presence very strongly, even though the mention was so brief. And um, how can I say? There were different different things that came forward, uh, and and uh, Joy's um, some of my conversations with Joy on related topics was a part of that in this question of I think Joy, I think you might have said, you know, I wonder I wonder what her story is. I wonder what she has to share, something along those lines, you know, and, and I really had a lot of resistance to opening to this because there was just a a lot of strong emotions there that I felt would be overwhelming and it wasn't even something I thought out. But as I you know, a little inkling of a question grew in my own mind she then immediately came forward and uh my sense of her and and i had guidance reassuring me um and once i moved through even started to move through my resistance i found that it it really the intensity just dropped away and then I could be open to her story, the messages that she had to share. And it was just a profound gift for me. And I could sense that this, from from the get-go, that this wasn't meant only for me, that this these messages were meant for everybody um, to to be a catalyst to support our, our growth and our evolution. And that is is what led to my um, publishing them as the Third Mary, uh, 55 Messages for Empowering Truth, Peace, and Grace from the Mother of Mary Magdalene. And let me just throw this in real quick, too. Again, if anybody's, if you're not familiar and this is the first time you're hearing about this, the joy, uh, the book that um, was written about Jesus and Mary Magdalene um, was 
from an, an aspect of their consciousness. And is that the way you feel that you were an aspect of the consciousness, consciousness of Mary Magdalene's mother? Yes, I do. I do feel there's that level of resonance. Um, that 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 it is that deeply kind of personal and connected. That um, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. So that is the draw. And, yeah. Go ahead. So, I'm sorry. Live so many. We live so many lifetimes, typically, and there's so much that we bring through that, you know. Um, I I never feel that we are like oh so and so was you know because we were, we have had so many life experiences and as you say you know an aspect in bringing that forward and um, you know to me that is um, I'm I'm what's the word maybe we don't have a word for it but I'm I'm kind of a a generalist in the sense of that type of thing where it's like, well, do you, do you qualify it as the person was or, well, it's not the same me that was, um, that those things just have never mattered to me as much as the messages themselves and are they helpful for people? Are they you know, uplifting us in some way? Is there truth? Is there value in them? Because there are so many lenses through which we could look at the idea of, you know, past life, future. So um, along with what you're saying, Rosalind, um, I remember very clearly talking to you about Mary And um, I know a part of my work on the planet with all of us is to support the reemergence of the divine feminine. And my sense with this book, I really want to give the listeners um, a feeling of the urgency of this book. because I know I felt it in my soul when I spoke to you about writing this. Um, This Mary was hidden. This Mary was never spoken of, hardly at all. She was never seen. And yet she nurtured a conscious soul that was so brilliant that she could nurture the Christ consciousness So there's that sense of urgency for her message to go out. And I want people to really hear the importance of that. And the way she came through you was very beautiful, profound, and courageous. So again, I want to thank you for writing this book and um, bringing this aspect of consciousness of divine feminine forward that truly is meant to be visible now. So thank you very much for coming in. And I'm wondering if you're ready to cook. (laughs) Are you there? Roz? Did we lose her? Hello? I think we lost her. Hello? I think we lost her. Really? Did I say something wrong? (laughs) Huh? I think we're just going to, maybe she's channeling her right now. Let me just pause this for a moment. And here she is, Rosalind. She went into the (laughs) abyss for a moment. I think she had to (laughs) probably communicate with Mary. And we lost her, but she's back. Are you there, Roz? I am here. Um, yeah, it just suddenly it went all staticky, and I was waiting it out for a bit. But, uh, yeah, thanks. I'm glad we're back on track now. 
Yes, me too. And I'm glad that Mercury is stepping aside for the rest of this interview. Thank you very much, Mercury. (laughs) So um, is there anything you wanted to add um, before we, like, check in with Mary, if you're ready, Roz? Um, I guess, you know, there might be a little something at the end, but uh, I'm going to... Look forward to letting the third Mary take over at this point. Okie dokie. Well, I shall take this silence as an opportunity uh, to begin to share with you, dear ones. Um, I feel the vibration of each of you very strongly because this is not the first or even the second or third go-round that we've had together. And I want all of you to know who are listening that I know you as well. I know your soul. I know the choices that you have made that enable you to be here in this way at this time. I am aware of suffering that you have experienced, and I am aware of your great courage in moving forward with those things that are dearest to you. And while some of your awareness may be hidden from you at this moment, it still shines as a beautiful light throughout any illusion of darkness. Thank you, Mary, for coming forward. It's an honor to have you with us. And we want to thank you for your willingness to speak with us today. I am most grateful for this opportunity to connect in this format and with such delightful beings. Well, this is indeed lovely, and of course, I um, I have questions, and I'm sure um, uh, TJ does too, so <clears throat> um, I'm going to step back, and TJ, do you have a few questions you want to open with for Mary? Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Um, like every time I do a podcast, it's like a brand new thing. And I I don't assume that people always know what we've done before. So Mary, um, would you mind describing your life when you were in the physical body to us and your, and your involvement with your daughter and Jesus? Yes, indeed. Of, of that particular human lifetime, it was a great honor to help this one Um, flourish, to grow. She, of course, always had a very strong will of her own, as I'm sure many of you who have uh, born children or worked with them are quite aware of. And even beyond this, she had a very strong knowing of herself at all times. And this was required for her work in the world. And so Um, I was a a member of a local coven. I was a teacher there. And coven is used, I'm using as a term of um, close spiritual relationship, in this case amongst the females only, who chose to participate. This was known as the old ways. And so it was crucial that... Uh, this one, who came to be known as the Magdalene, that she have that form of support very early in her life so that she could 
as one might say, marry that to the the work of Jesus the Christ in a uh, who grew in a spiritual format that honored a more patriarchal form, and so to have the wholeness, to have the oneness, the matriarch and the patriarch must be very, very fully joined. And so that is a great part of the work in the world at present, is this intermarriage, as one might say, between the uh, masculine and feminine principles. It is not meant that um, all humans should line up two by two uh, by um, the gender assigned by their genitalia by any means. It is not any sort of um, report or suggestion or requirement on that at all. Um, But that these deep aspects of the what one might call the divine feminine, the divine masculine, that the wholeness of their interrelationship be honored, embodied, lived. That is a truth that goes beyond our time and is quite central to it. So returning back to uh, my experience uh, as the mother of Mary Magdalene, it was a, how should we say, a challenge and a delight and a great, great honor and responsibility. And it was certainly um, uh, not without my own um, fears or longings as a woman, as a mother in these difficult times, and much as I was aware of the nature of the so-called final scenario that would come together, um, as much as I was aware of the transpersonal nature of these and their, um, their being essential to humanity's evolution, still I was a person as well, um, one who had to deal with my angst about uh, the this situation and all of the suffering um, that so many experienced in that process. Does this answer your question, dear one? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. So um, I have a few questions, Mary. Um, I was wondering, um, as you're describing uh, being in the coven, I'm wondering if that coven had a name and if it's something that could be shared. Uh, We did not name that. It was like uh, a part of ourselves. So I invite any of you who feel called, if you have a name that speaks to you for how this resonates in you, use that name. But for for us, it was just a way of doing things. Sure. I understand. We have um, similar kind of, circular moon covens nowadays too and they're not really named but I was curious because I was remembering the Essene community but I know that they were male and female and you were a member of that, correct? I was indeed, uh, shall we say, um, a member but... um, in my personhood, I would say dipping in and out of that as both a resource and a support to it. Um, For I knew that as vital as these teachings were, that there was more, even more. Mm -hmm. So I could not uh, contain to this alone. And not meant to um, um, 
diminish its import in any way, but that the calling of my spirit was such that I had to uh, move on um, uh, wider parameters. Okay, and um, I am also wondering, I know uh, you had other lifetimes and um, I feel a strong connection with you, as you know, from a memory. And um, I am wondering if you would be willing to share um, what other lifetimes you may have had before you came to be as the third Mary and how you came to um, be the third Mary. Was there um, schoolings or... Um, I know there's the grand design, but what other things were involved uh, to getting to this point in your evolution into being who you are? Is there anything you would be willing to share about that? Indeed. Indeed. Thank you for your question, for this opens up uh, a greater depth and uh, wisdom for us at this time. So if you... Uh, each of you open to your sense, however it comes to you, of the Great Mother, of whom we are all part. And then some of us, in our essence, we choose to resonate very, very strongly with this particular aspect of the universe. And uh, we are schooled uh, energetically. So that when we come even into our first incarnation, we are still uh, very much aware of our origins in Great Mother and the source that is beyond all. And so I um, was, um, shall we say, hovering in the... uh, times of earth creation and I was indeed incarnated uh, in Lemuria and we do know each other from then dear one that would be our first knowing of ourselves as individuated souls on this earth plane and I was uh, a teacher um, of many many um, aspects dolphins and other water ones and aspects of creation uh, to help them to fulfill their nature, um, to help them to experience earth school in a way that was full as well as wise. And so I, of course, was learning also, but as one Um, many times teaches what they desire to master. I was teaching very early on in my experience of Earth. I did have some very, what we would describe as harrowing lifetimes so that I might understand suppression, repression, oppression uh, from the point of view of of that who is suffering so greatly, I had um, quite a few of these so that I could encompass greater awareness and support for all. I also did experience uh, the nature of being won over by illusion. Uh, to have experience as an oppressor is also instrumental in one's learning. And so it is not with any pride that I share this, but that um, I too uh, had what um, many would describe as sins upon the earth. I was um, not... uh, not experiencing, not coming to earth as an avatar, but as one to learn and grow in the ways that would best support my teaching, 
and my uh, as part of that my um, raising of the one known as the Magdalene to you. Do you have so, more questions about this? Yeah. Yes. So do you feel that the lifetimes that you had before the raising of Magdalene occurred were um, a primary preparation for that lifetime, that experience? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I knew that um, I was supported by many on so many levels to yes. um, do my part in that lifetime. I was not alone, though as each human does experience. Of course, there were those times where it did appear that way to me. Yes, I can imagine. I can imagine so. Um, And I feel so many of us um, have this deep honor for you and uh, the essence of who you are along with the role that you played during that time. Um, And I am doubly grateful, as I'm sure anyone who hears you um, uh, is in uh, having you come forward. So during this time now, um, do you feel that um, there are more ways that um, visibility are on the table for you? Are there uh, more books you want to write? More? Do you want a movie? <laughs> um, <laughs> because I, 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 I produce I, it. I <laughs> a resonance on the movie, and I would certainly not uh, interfere if one mm-hmm. uh, chose the path but I do not mm-hmm. feel it in my energy at this time. Yeah. Um, I, I would like at this time more hearts and minds to open, <coughs> to open to, it's not really about my energy, but to open to Great Mother, whom, of whom I am one representative. Mm-hmm. To open in a way that is not about what to do or what to say or even what to think, but to be in that energy because that is something that will change the world. That is something that will change your experience of the world. And I am a harbinger of that. I I'm not great mother, but I am a, a reflection of her, as are you. Difference mm-hmm. being, I know it in every, every aspect of my being, in, in every, if, if I were uh, only in form now, I would say in every cell and atom and molecule of my being and beyond, um, but I am um, so, how can I say, so present everywhere upon this earth. I am so present that it is like um, the air itself. Mm-hmm. And there are several who uh, one might describe as an aspect of me. And... Um, as they join together more in consciousness, uh, they do not they are not required to meet face to face or even know names of one another, although it is a nice experience to have. But this will support the movement of more beings into the energy of Great Mother and into the truth of union um, and the the uniting uh, of the great masculine feminine, as we call it. So mm-hmm. as one cannot be in true partnership without a a strong, uh, 
deep, authentic knowing of self, one cannot um, experience full union on this planet without uh, a full integration of their knowing of Great Mother and Great Father. I, uh, my role is related uh, very specifically with Great Mother. There are others who uh, uh, take on the mantle of doing so regarding Great Father. Yes, and um, as we were uh, earlier getting cut, cut off, um, I was sharing with people about the importance of the reemergence of the Great Mother as well. Um, not that the Great Father doesn't matter. There's equality there, of course. But um, in the reemergence of the Great Mother, the things that have been hidden, her wisdoms, are coming forward. And like you, I am <clears throat> very... Um, um, on board or concerned with people's hearts and souls opening to um, what they're here to do and be and bring and um, experience the heaven that they are. Um, and along with that, I feel that um, the visibility piece sometimes gives access to that. So that is why I brought that up. And I just want you to know, however that occurs for you, I feel you have a wave of um, souls here supporting that for you. <laughs> okay? Um, and I that also... appreciate it, dear one. Well, it's, it's part of um, what is so necessary now. It is imperative. Um, and that leads me to a couple of questions that I have concerning uh, things like um, so many people have been dealing with things in the feminine consciousness with COVID. And I am wondering if you would give any information concerning the stabilization of that wave of consciousness and how is that diminishing? Um, is that service still needed? And for how much longer, if you could give any info on that? Indeed. And <clears throat> yes, it is still needed for as there were um, great hopes in the hearts of quite a few in these uh, first iteration of your COVID experience, as you are aware, um, that some of that fractured, you know, not yes. at the deepest levels, of course, but in the external ones. And so it is a calling to a deeper level of repair. And it is part of the birthing of yes. this new earth that we all are instrumental in. So I would remind all of you to have patience. We know that that has been um, <laughs> explored uh, mm -hmm. if uh, one might feel fully already in the past, but there is more for you to mine here as a species. We are not singling any individuals out here, but there is more to be mined as a species to for it to become so palpable to uh, enough of you, so palpable of what your priorities really are, that all else fades away and nothing can hold you back from moving forward in that beautiful creation. So it is understood uh, the challenges of this experience. And I 
I would um, wish to give you a, a timeline that would uh, fulfill that sense of, um, ah, you know, okay, I can, I can hold out until then. But that is not the way for this, because um, the, it, how can we say, there is not substance there. You are creating together the timeline in each moment. And it is the, um, the challenge as the species goes beyond the externals to, to truly, deeply mine their sense of purpose, their sense of beauty and wonder, and what is truly fulfilling is what creates the next step and the next and the next. We can say with certitude for you, dear one, that it will be within your lifetime, but beyond that, I would not say, no, I cannot. It is not possible. Yes. It's so interesting because... um, I see people around me dealing with that. And I feel personally it's more like I'm witnessing than experiencing. And um, I feel that that is one way to shift the energy around it, correct? Indeed. Mm. Thank you. So, TJ, do you have some questions for for our our Mary? <laughs> yes, because you know, when I listen to these programs, and even though you and I and all of us are familiar with a lot of the dialogue, I always try to take it a step back and look at it as to people that are maybe new to this or just beginning to look into it. So. When you use the term like the great mother and the great father, would you please explain what that is in in your understanding and uh, explain why there are two energies? Many people have probably been taught that there's only a masculine energy. And if you just don't mind going into that at all, Mary, please. I Absolutely. And it is so appreciated how well you... Uh, create this interface for um, uh, different um, kinds of experience so that there can be greater awareness and understanding. So that is much appreciated, your one. <clears throat> so it is, um, how shall we say, coming into form, having a physical body, uh, naturally brings a, some experience of opposites, inside, outside, over here, over there, um, wet, dry, up, down, all of these things, yes. And so in the sense of, of creator, right, where you are from, Right. You can say your mother and your father, uh, but where were they from? You know, and now, right, so we go back. And so uh, one may use the term source. Often the word God is used. And so even within this, there is differentiation. Even in this very (coughs) non-physical energy, there is how we can say a um, a, a a transducing a, a stepping down, not in value, um, but in just a wee bit closer to physical experience, right? And to help create that experience, one cannot uh, stay completely unengaged with uh, the idea of opposites. Yes. And so 
opposites, it does not mean a conflict in and of itself, right? Because up and down, they are not in conflict with each other. They are simply different from each other. And so great mother, great father, might think of as the next step closer to physicality, though yet so non-physical. And so um, the words that best describe this based on your experience as a human being is mother, father. That brings it closer to home because whether you knew either or both of your biological parents, you understand that there was such that uh, even, you know, if only a test tube created, there would still be uh, sperm and egg. There would still be a, a, a representation of masculine and feminine. Is this, is this helpful? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I guess the way I would... It, this is the way I've always kind of thought of it, that source is like the combination of two. And when you said like stepping down but not being anything less, in order to be the next thing, we have to almost like split energies because source is like one energy. Or maybe there's something beyond source. I don't know. But I'm just saying for my, the way I understand it is that in order to even to become human, we needed to split our energies and thus our twin flames. Yeah. And is that all part of it? Okay. Very good answer. And that, <laughs> <laughs> and that includes. And so I the, also present for you the the varieties of both long answers and short. <laughs> <laughs> and that also includes the everything and the no thing. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. So. Um, I'm, I was um, wondering, I want to shift uh, topics because um, um, I'm looking at um, what I've heard and seen people engaging with a lot and I kind of wonder <laughs> if you would give your input concerning the war, anything concerning politics and the evolution of uh, our planet at this time and the disintegration of what is no longer working, what is no longer viable and sustaining itself. Because um, these things are affecting everyone to some degree or another. And is this something you'd be willing to comment on? Indeed. Thank you. So from my perspective, I see it as a battle of the soul that is happening. And mm -hmm. so each soul is being pushed, forced, one might say, but pushed, I would say is more accurate, pushed to choose where they stand, what they are available for and what they are not. Some are choosing to uh, move forward opportunities for others to reach new levels of forgiveness and sanity and safety and confidence and while also um, experiencing the suffering that happens when one chooses to harm another. Now there are those who harm unknowingly, but that is not what we are speaking of at this time. And so um, the, the horrors of this war are being made visible in a way that at a level that has 
been experienced before. It is, uh, we would say, a representation of all wars, including those in one's heart and mind. And so, although the times in Vietnam were far more, um, how can we say, far more transparent than had been typical before, now this is actually even beyond that as well. For when um, one who desires truth speaks plainly from his heart as he does, uh, this brings a whole other level of transparency. And there are so many involved here. And yes, all, all are impacted in some way. And so I would invite you to remember that each being in this conflict is available for more light, even those who seem to be beyond it, who seem to be beyond our appreciation, perhaps even for any aspect of themselves. They have taken on a darkness that is very hard on the soul. And as much as it can contribute to the birthing of the new earth, it is still a tragedy in and of itself. And so we would invite you to envision the light of all individuated souls and hold that in your heart Hold that in your awareness. And remember that you too have conflict within your being. And that you too have light that goes beyond any and all of this. And as you ground your awareness of the lights of these others, within the knowing of the encompassing light of your own, you begin to move past the duality. We are not saying to forsake those who require your support in the external ways. We are not saying that any is better than another. What we are saying is If you desire the truth of union, if you desire to help birth the new earth with more ease and less suffering, that this is one example of the way to do so. And then, as you hold your awareness of these lights in your own light, you find that your experience of light is more palpable, more grounded, more available. And those actions you choose to support what you feel is the best course of action have like a more, more zing to them, more life force, more vitality can be more effective and that your experience is not as harsh as it was because if you look only at the external representations, it can easily be overwhelming and that will not help you in doing your part. It will not help you. So it is for your growth and the growth of the whole that you can choose this practice if you resonate with this, if you feel called to.
Thank you for that, Mary. And as you were sharing, you know, it hits for me holding that space of balance and seeing, as you were describing, seeing the lights in everyone. At that point, there is no war. There is no war then. And that, to me, is... Huh? Yes? Yes, there is no war within the light. Yes. That's it. So it's living the resolution. And that is what you're saying, correct? Yes. I would add here that we are not saying that you must put blinders on to what is happening in the external world, but that you bring your knowing of the light and the oneness of the light to it so that your part in form in the external world can be of greater wholeness and value. It's very interesting because what you're describing um you know, I just always knew from my childhood that all the stuff was a dream and that God would wake up. So I just kind of see it that way. It's all a dream that God is waking up. Every time the soul remembers their divinity, God wakes up. Indeed. The same. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, too. TJ, do you have anything? I'm looking at our time. I know everybody's got a time slot, you know. So, um, TJ, do you have any other questions? I would just like to state, Joy, that time does not exist. It's just an illusion. So (laughs) we may be be doing this for eternity. I hope we have enough time on our phones because that's still part of... I guess that's part of an illusion, too, so we could go on yeah. for, for eons. Let's make this a program okay. that goes on for eons. I just want to thank you, Mary, for spending time with us. I'm glad I got to make you laugh a little bit because that's my joy. And this is my other joy right here, and thank you very much. Aww. And, you know, um, since we're going to do a timeless show, I'll be paralleling off into another universe to take care of the second half of the stuff (laughs) that I had to do. (laughs) But first, I want to thank Mary and Rosalind and TJ for this experience and being together in this show. And um, Mary, is there anything you want to add? Or did we cover everything you wanted to say? I I would. Yes, I would briefly. Thank you. Yes. And a little further response to your question about visibility. I would think of it in this moment more as audible. I invite you all to hear the voice of Great Mother through my voice. Mm. And I look forward to being sensed and heard a bit more clearly than I may have been before for you. And for those opportunities that arise to share from the depths of my being as that translates through the one through whom I am speaking at this time. That's lovely. So, Mary, would you like to come back on our show again? I would be delighted to come, and perhaps as a a circle of related beings. I think that Mm. would be um, of particular joy and enlightenment. So you're saying you would like to come on and have a couple of channels at the same time. Is that correct? Uh, it can be this way or through um, various voices that coming through. The uh, as well okay. as perhaps yourself or even Tejas there. Um, yes. That this would be quite, quite possible, quite enlightening. Yes. We can... Uh, 
we can uh, connect on this further. Yes. That would be lovely. And um, Brother Tejas, um, <laughs> you would you be willing to do that as well? <laughs> well, I would certainly always be willing to support what I believe is a it's certainly a truth that rings resonates with myself and and probably many others. So yeah, as long as we are bringing that forward and reminding people of uh, the divine feminine and love, the message is always love. That's what I always love about the message. Yes, and I would be delighted to come on and do some sharing with you. Um, I also had one final question. When sometimes in your channel, you'll use the term we. For our listeners, would you identify who we are? Yes. So I would say, uh, some call it the brotherhood of white light. I prefer a less gendered description, but the, perhaps the universal team. That is those aspects that are front and center um, focused on the evolution of great planet Earth, and humanity is part of that. Lovely. I wish to honor them and thank them for coming forward, too, and uh, you, too, Mary, and... um, TJ, do you have anything you want to add? No, I just want to thank you for joining us. And it was very interesting and enlightening. And it lifted my spirit to listen to it. So maybe next time, two of you channel. And I can ask a bunch of questions if you want. We can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Lovely. So, um... Thank you, Mary, for coming forward, and then maybe we could talk to Rosalind for a few minutes here, too. Much love and blessings to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. All right. (laughs) Yes. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yes, it was quite the journey. I'll tell you, she covered everything. Um, And I thought, I know we were discussing how this is a never-ending show, but some of us do have to parallel off. So um, I'm wondering if you had anything you wanted to add in closing. Um, I just want to say what um, what a powerful experience this sharing was for me and um, how I feel it is it is so um, crucial you know at this time of each of us connecting more fully to our light and our sense of purpose here um, I want to invite anybody listening uh, who resonates with with that topic, um, I invite you to come visit my website. It's empoweringlightworks.com, and you'll see um, you can join. I have a free online community where you can um, kind of like subscribe to the website. I will be getting my my uh, posts up and running again that I have not done for some time, but I look forward to doing that in the future and and i just really appreciate this opportunity to connect at that level uh with third mary and uh with with you two and all of you to just be in that energy so fully yeah Mm. thank you for coming in rosalind and yes um and for sharing your info so people know how to find you, and um, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love you, too. And mm-hmm. it really ah, it was just very good to connect with her, and I really appreciated all of the questions you both asked. Um, and I, I look forward to listening, listening to this purely as a listener, 
um, when <laughs> it's all together. Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Divine One. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Divine One. Thank <laughs> you.